Hey there, welcome to the Night Force Action Report. It's episode number 206. It's the one for Tuesday, April 12th, 2022 from HorribleNight.com. I am your host, Justin Lacey, here to run through some video game stuff with, as always, my co-host, Ryan Billingsley. As always, it's great to be here. And coming in here on a high, usually we beat, ha ha. beat the crap out of our confidence before uh, before our show. <laughs> You actually accomplished something, so yes. Congratulations! We'll talk, we'll talk about, about it. later. <laughs> uh, what else we're we going to talk about? We're also going to talk about the new. Uh, don't call it Wii Sports. What are they calling that game? Uh, but yeah, Nintendo Switch Sports. Thank you. Um, I'll have to write that down for later. We'll talk about that, and then we'll talk about Lego trying to do more video game stuff, but might be going going the wrong direction with it, and we'll course correct for them. So, because they asked us. So, um, before we get into that, what else has been going on? Oh, you and I both had a crazy sports weekend. Where I, I'm, I'm curious where your energy, yeah, like what, uh, I think we had the, I don't know if they're the same top two. Let's, let's, let's rank, let's, when you go through this oh. rank, rank your, like, I guess, excitement level for, for each of them. <sighs> Like what? Ooh, I mean, like just, that's hard. I mean, looking back okay. on it, like where? Did, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, cl- number one, opening day, sure. Major League Baseball, uh, for me, um, and the Tigers win in the craziest way possible, um, which was super fun. So I was screaming in my living room, just uh, having a blast. Uh, and then they proceeded to lose the series, but I don't care because no, yeah, we won that no. first game. That's yeah. all I really care about. Yeah. And we beat Boston tonight, so that's great too. Um, so that was awesome. Does Boston suck this year? They, I don't know. I, I know the East is going to be strong. I just don't know if they're one of the ones that are strong. All right. Yeah. So I don't know. I know the Yankees are gonna be tough, unfortunately. Um, number two, I'm going to, I'm, it's so tough. Oh, I'm going to have t- to give can... it to the Spurs okay. just because the, it's been a while since I've felt this good about that team and had. Are we allowed to say that? Yeah, because it's been several games in a row now. Okay. It's not just been a fluke. Um, <laughs> and, and it's been a long time since I've seen them play like absolute garbage for 45 minutes and then just run away with it. Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen. We always go the opposite way. So it was just. Um, it was just an awesome game. It was so great to watch. Um, and I'm, I got to talk some smack on Sunday cause one of the guys I know is a Arsenal fan. Oh, nice. I let him know. I let him know that they're not making the top four. Okay. I was that, <laughs> I was feeling that good. Uh, yeah. So those two were great. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and then we had the Australian Grand Prix, which mm-hmm. was, uh, which was a great race mm-hmm. and uh, full of ups and downs and twists and turns and just crazy and I love that. My and then my F one noob reaction was uh, just cool to see a completely different track than mm-hmm. you know the 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 two. Well, we haven't been to in a long time, so that was because of COVID. That was cool, and then dealing with uh, here on the East Coast Eastern Standard Time. <laughs> In fact, that that race is in the middle of the night, so that was a little... It is. Yeah, that's always fun. I stayed up for a little bit and watched the beginning with Verdian, mm. um, and then I said I have to go to bed. And then, sadly, 
Okay. I only caught the slimmest glimpses of the Masters this weekend. Um, Actually, the most that I watched was uh, Ian and I went out to dinner because the girls were gone Mm. and it was on the TV behind uh, behind (laughs) us. And uh, so I did actually catch uh, Rory with his bunker shot. And then I forget who his partner or who he was playing with, who also hit his bunker shot like back to back, which was super cool. Which apparently the only thing I saw about that was that it was spoiled by the commentary. Oh, really? I couldn't hear anything. So basically, so Nick Faldo, um, he was on, they were on, they were stationed at that hole, but, you know, doing commentary for everything, kind of passing thing, you know, how they, how they Uh do. So he's watching it and he reacts to it live, even though the camera is on a different thing Uh, and just says, you guys are going to see something amazing. Oh, that's awful. So when they cut to it, you know, (laughs) he's in the bunker. Oh, I mean, what else happens that's amazing in golf besides the b- the ball's going to go in? Like, oh my gosh. So, that's so I, dumb. I saw some people, yeah, uh, ripping him for that. But Well, um, thankfully I didn't hear any of that, so I just got <laughs> to enjoy watching it, uh, which was super cool. But yeah, I just um I just had too much going on to to Also, to it was put nice that in there. Nice weather. It was like it yeah, was, as yeah. nice as we've had for a while, so yeah. It was tough. Um I didn't watch any but, of the Masters. I was uh, just keeping an eye on. I, I just wanted news. Did Tiger did his did his leg stay on for four rounds? So it's really what I came down to. But it's just yeah, you know, um, say what you will. It's still funny. Like I only pay attention when Tiger's involved. <laughs> so I still I just don't have a I don't have a player I'm attached to in any sort of way. So it was just like another. Apparently the guy that won is a top ranked golfer. And I was like, I have not seen this name. I don't know who this dude is. I've never heard of him. So I've never heard of him either. So, uh, yeah, that, that sport could use a, uh, drive to survive. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. It really could. Yeah. So, so what was your, what was your top two? Uh, Yeah, I think it was, it would be Spurs and then, um, the Grand Prix and then, Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Um, and then I sat down to watch, uh, apparently the best sport in the world and it's best league in the world and the best two teams in that league, they played on Sunday. So that was kind of my, my third. Thing. Oh, you watched that? Yeah. Um, that's gross. I, I can, oh, I can cheer against Man City. I got no problem. I am, but I, I don't want to root for Liverpool. I'm neutral when it comes to Liverpool. Like uh, as far as, I, I like mean, them. if you, so if, uh, I love their coach, but. I mean, when you go through the top six, the big six, what other, like, that's the other team that I might cheer for. Like, if I had to, if you, you had to go through the list, they're the least evil of the other teams to me. Yeah. Or would you... Do you Still have, wouldn't cheer for them. I'd watch <laughs> a different league. But I, watch I, the Liga. But yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I struggle to watch other games that the Spurs are not involved. So to be able to actually like watch a game neutrally and not really be invested in the outcome because they're both out of reach for us, but right. But always wanting to see uh sad pep. That's really, that's really what I tune in for is, I mean, I'm right there with you. There, there isn't, they showed like uh during formula one, they showed like a little, like in coming up, you know, today because formula one was super early. And they had uh, 
they had Kevin De Bruyne on the the promo, and I I turned to Anna. I was just like, "There's nobody I would rather punch in the face than Kevin De Bruyne." I hate that guy so much. He's just the worst. There's so many bad. There's so many the worst on that team, and Pep is certainly one of them. But man, they are just. It's not even like like I get people who are Yankees fans. Like I don't I don't like it, but I understand it. But like, if you come up to me and you're like, "Yeah, I'm a Man City fan," I'm like, "What? What horrible tragedy has happened to you that you would choose that team of all teams to just be like, that's who I'm hitching my wagon to?" I mean, on the other Ugh. side, like, even when you go through the ownership level of who owns these big teams, like, what Ugh. what group am I, you know, least cringing at? Was, and it's probably I was actually talking. Yeah, I was talking to my friend about that. Who's this the Arsenal fan? And we were just like. Like, you think that American sports ownership is, like, problematic? Like, you go over to the Premier League and it's like, we got a Russian oligarch, we got the Saudi Arabian family sports whatever corporation. Like, we've got, like, people, like, on the fringes of war crimes, like, being the owners of these teams. It's real bad. Uh, Yeah, so I had to dig into that on the Liverpool side. Like, it's actually an American group that owns Mm -hmm. a couple different... uh, They own the Red Sox and... The Red Sox and the uh, um, the Penguins, the Pittsburgh Penguins. I didn't realize. So, so I I didn't know this, but that um, whoever owns the Denver Nuggets and the Colorado Avalanche also owns a Premier League team. Okay. Yeah, Maybe they own Arsenal. I don't know. And I don't- apparently, they're like super cheap. Like okay. they just run these teams into the ground because they won't okay. spend money on them. So it's like the opposite problem with the Red Sox and Penguins. So, yep, it's always fun. Outside, uh, outside of sports, what else was going okay, on? Okay, yeah. So besides sports, uh, every year at least once I watch Twister. I love that okay. movie. <laughs> okay. Um, it's one of my favorite movies. It's not. It's not a movie that I would say is great. It's I love it because it's. Um, it's acting and writing is so like over like Bill Paxton. I swear never stops yelling throughout the entire movie, <laughs> but for some reason I just love that so much. And the cast is ridiculous because it's like Bill Paxton yelling the whole time, Helen Hunt just being Helen Hunt, Philip Seymour Hoffman being like a cokehead. Like I don't even know what his character is supposed to be in this movie. Like, and he has these he has this one moment in the movie where. Um, like tragedy is just befallen the team and he gets some news and he's like, I don't even know if you want to know this, but like, I was just listening and like, there's an, it's happening. Mm -hmm. And it's like such a, like completely opposite performance. It's like Philip Seymour Hoffman is like, listen, I have to act for just 15 seconds in this movie and do this. And then like the next thing you know, he's like hopping around like Jack Black or something like it's exactly like did they want a Jack Black and a, or Chris Farley in that role. uh, And then it's so bizarre. Cause that was the first time I I saw him in a movie. So it was just like, I know when he started acting, like I didn't know what was happening. Oh, it's a funny guy from, from Twister. Yeah. It's a crazy movie, but I love watching that. Um, I did some work on my guitar for mm-hmm. the first time. Uh, I've never really, never, I, besides from changing strings and like maybe doing some electronic stuff, I've never really like had to fix anything on a guitar before. Um, but there's a weird phenomenon that happens when it gets really dry out. 
your frets will stick past the fingerboard. So as you slide your hand up and down, they'll like dig into your fingers because there's pieces of metal barbs that are sticking out. Okay. So I had to file them back, um, which that went okay. But then I realized when I was doing that, that my, um, the nut, which if you're watching, it's the little white piece that's right up at the top that the strings sit in. That's called a nut. It wasn't glued in from the factory. Uh, The strings were the only thing that were holding it in place. And so I tried to glue it in and the glue set way before I got it situated where I wanted to. So it's a little off and I'm not very happy about that, but I got a lot to learn. I got a lot to learn. It's not a fun start. Sounds like. No, it scares me, but, um, but I'll get better. It's all right. Uh, And then finally, um, we had it as a topic, but I don't think we're going to cover it this week, but Unreal Engine 5 uh, was released. So I installed the engine and I'm going to try and go through my course Mm. again to learn that engine um because i'm always interested in the out of box just prettiness that you get from using unreal versus using unity um but of course you do you have to it's like different language different um like concepts are very different in how you do stuff so um i did it i don't know when that was i was like two years ago Maybe when I went through that for the first time, but, um, yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, I'm going to go through it again and we'll see, we'll see what, uh, how I do and how long I stick with it. If you talk publicly about it, maybe you can get Coop interested in making a game for a month. I don't know if I could get Coop to learn a different engine. Yeah. At at this point, like if if we're going to do something, we're going to do something we already know. (laughs) Yeah. Which is, you know, that's fine, but yeah, no. Um, All right. What about you? Let's see. I didn't talk about this last week. It's been a bit since I watched it, but I started. I think I got through half halfway through season one of Raised by Wolves. Okay. Uh, what is that on? It's on HBO Max. Uh, they just did. They dropped season two recently, and I was interested in it from the science fiction side because it was like it's one of those end of the world scenarios where they they actually like shoot off a group of survivors and they land on another planet. And so it's like, that's, that's how things are starting. Um, and I thought it was going to be like, I don't know, a yellow jackets or, um, what was that show? I used to watch the 100. Um, Oh yeah. I thought it'd be something like that, but it is a very different setup than I expected. Um, okay. Because basically, um, there are two groups left on Earth, or I'm assuming Earth. Um, there are the atheists, and then there's the ruling body that is basically um, the the Christian right took over and also has the, the military. But basically, the planet is being decimated by androids, um, and we're losing. <laughs> okay. We're all losing. Um, the bigger group of people, I forget, I don't remember what their names are. Um, they have a plan. They basically have an arc that they're trying to launch and get out into the universe, but they will not let the atheists go with them. Um, anyway, the atheists find like a smaller ship to send out a faster ship. And they just send two androids that they rewired, uh, out. And they basically, these androids land and then grow humans, (laughs) um, uh, before that bigger ship can get there. 
So that's kind of the setup. Um, okay. Is androids raising humans to be atheists. And um, I didn't expect the religious overtones. Um, and that's not, I wanted, I'm there for the science fiction side of it. And so some of that stuff kind of gets in the way, but uh, it is creepy because the androids are acted, the actors that play the androids are, they do such a good job. Um, and uh, yeah, any, any of that kind of commentary on, you know, the value of human life, especially when compared to androids is, is interesting, but um, it just hasn't gotten any momentum to keep pulling me back, but I'm still kind of just interested thematically in the show, hmm. if that makes sense. So yeah, sure. And then got most of the way through the Netflix movie of the week this week, which was Metal Lords. Um, uh, the only thing I kind of want to say about that, I don't know if it's good. I'm entertained by it. I like it. Um, but it's also it's you know it's two outcasts, three outcasts in high school. One of them super into metal, and the dude that's super into metal reminds me of a a really close friend of mine in elementary school, junior high, high school, who in between elementary school and junior high, uh, he went away and he came back super metal. Like, <laughs> you know, he was kind of nerdy engineering kid and then was just all in. I'm, I just remember like in seventh grade being like, who's corn? Like, <laughs> it's just like, um, yeah, he was, uh, he was a character, but, uh, a close friend of mine and, and there's some endearing sides to this, uh, character as well. So I'm thinking I'm watching it just from that connection. So I can't even mm. like tell if it's good, but, um, it's also interesting because, you know, they're all into the same metal bands that every metal, you know, the, the Jack Black movies would call back to. It's always the same groups that have been, um, you know, from from Judas Priest up to Metallica that get promoted in these movies. And I had to keep double checking of like, does this movie exist in the 80s or the 90s? And it's like, or no, it's supposed to be today because the kids have cell phones. And I'm just like, would this happen i don't think so like <laughs> i don't think anybody's listening to judas priest who's in middle school right now yeah so i don't know how authentic it is on that side but anyway i i feel like i was a demographic for for this movie and uh it's uh at first i thought it was a uh, a series too and and it's kind of happy to know it's just a 90 minute movie so i thought that too when i saw the trailer for it i was like oh this is definitely setting up like yeah. you could totally see how it could be episodic but then, yeah, I saw that it was just a uh, just a movie. So, and then uh, tabletop game of the week f- found a successfully found a two player game for my fiance and I. Uh, two people that are way too competitive to play competitive games against each other, especially one on one. But I found another uh, game called Lost Cities that allows us to kind of just do our thing, and whoever gets more points in the end wins. No kind of you know direct retaliation on. on uh, each other uh, makes mm. for a peaceful game but it's kind of like a solitaire game where you've got um, in the base game you've got five yeah five suits of cards um, from two to ten and each each suit also has these three what they call wager cards and the idea okay. is that you uh, you want to play cards in a suit um from lowest to highest number and you're trying to um, get above 20 points by adding the numbers together from 2 to 10. Okay. Um, 
because if you don't, you're going to lose, you're going to lose 20 points. Like basically every time you kind of bet on a suit, like, oh, I'm going to have enough cards in this suit to get points. You want to make sure you do that because you're, you're going to start out at negative 20 in that suit. And then, uh, if you play the wager cards first, it'll kind of multiply your score. So you kind of just play through the deck and kind of pay attention to what the other person's playing to know what cards are still available and choose which which suits you're going to go all in on. And then best two out of three rounds. And we both, both definitely screwed up on scoring for two rounds and then <laughs> got it right for the third time for the third round. And she kicked my ass. So, oh, wow. But yeah, peaceful, com- but competitive, strategic and fun. That's Lost Cities. Nice. That's it. Let's uh, move on to the horrible night. Just keeping on with the night force action report as much as we can. And to still try to do this weekly Monday nights, 10 PM Eastern twitch TV slash horrible night with a, with the show popping up in your podcast feeds on Tuesdays, you know, as news allows, because looking at the upcoming release list for the uh, rest of the spring, early summer, we might have some slim weeks, but if we've got things to talk about, we will be here. So let's get to our first drop, which is I feel like um, there has been some hype building. I think initial reviews or people were just getting hands on with the new Nintendo Switch sports game. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I'm just not I'm not I'm not feeling anything with it. And people are being nostalgic for um for the Wii sports games and i'm kind of curious if you're excited for this new nintendo sports game i am um i actually sat down what was that on thursday and watched the like promo trailer that they have up on the store um i sat there and watched it with the girls and uh they were like this looks great and i'm like oh. it does it does look great um, I think the only thing that I was kind of, uh, <clears throat> as I was watching it, um, the only thing I realized is like, damn, I'm gonna have to buy another pair of Joy-Cons <laughs> because I have two pairs that are down. I only have one pair that's working right now. Um, and it seems like this, because it's, it's going back to using motion, um, so much mm-hmm. just like, uh, we sports did, um, you know, my, my pro controllers, which have been rock solid and I have had no problems with, unfortunately, I don't think are going to be able to be used. Yeah, so. you should totally use that Monster Hunter pro controller for tennis. I wish. I never bought one. I should have. Um, I don't know why I thought you got one. Okay. Yeah. No, I thought about it and then I was like, well, I don't really need another pro <laughs> controller. As much as I love that game. Um, but yeah, uh, I think, um, I, I mean, like Wii Sports was just one of those um touchstone movements just but like a surreal one like Mm -hmm. like there was the like everybody's playing halo but that was still like all of the kids and like i just remember that christmas we went up to anna's aunt and uncle's house and you know had like the whole big extended family there and like i swear that's just all we did the entire time we were like people just taking turns and we had like tournaments and playing tennis and bowling and like that's just all people did because everybody was into it. And like was it the, was all the aunts and uncles and, and all the, you know, o- the older generation were also playing, which was just nuts. Cause that was a couple, those couple years, it was like, especially at family gatherings, it was like the video games 
came out of the shadows or came out of the back rooms or the kids' rooms and came yeah. to the living room because I want to say it was probably at least three years where Wii Sports and Rock Band was going on. Like, yeah, um, Beatles Rock Band helped uh, a, a few family gatherings too, but um, that was so weird from uh, just like. Yeah, I mean, you've played enough games with me, and I get excited to show new games off to new people, but also try not, you know, I'm always battling with myself to take over and, like, try to, you know, when I'm trying to teach a game, but also, like, when I help people, but just trying to not ruin the moment, basically, because I was just like, this could, you know, is this happening? This could this could break at any moment, but uh, those games didn't even need me to help, aside from, like, turn the thing on and hand controllers to people and answer questions when you know the Wiimote was not behaving correctly but it was that was surreal yeah Yeah, we all got to learn how to recalibrate (laughs) by putting it face down on the table and getting it to to lie flat yeah um yeah i remember the 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 moment for me that like broke my brain was i remember we went up to michigan and i went to my great uncle's house so he's like my grandpa's age and he had bought a Wii just to play Wii Sports because one of his um, one of his his grandkids loved playing it, and so they would play it together. And I was just like, "Man, they're they're going to sell a bajillion of these things because people are buying it for one game." Mm. And they did. They did sell a bajillion Wii's. Like it was just out of control. Um, Man, that just you remember? All, I remember all the. Uh attach rate conversations later in the in the Wii's life as many consoles as that thing sold but like they could just not figure out how to sell another game uh because right. people, because people also didn't care like to them that game was worth 250 bucks or whatever that thing launched at right and and they just kept playing it for for months and years and like that was just all they played um and then of course they put out Wii Sports Resort um which you know it had some fun stuff um it, it, I feel like Wii Sports Resort used the nunchuck a lot more. Um, because mm-hmm. I remember it had like the bow, uh, where you could like draw the bow back, um, to fire, which was kind of fun. But I just don't think it, I, I really liked the golf in Wii Sports Resort. That was like one of my favorite things to do. And my dad really liked doing it. So like we got to play golf together, which was fun. Um, and the sword fighting was was nuts, and I got really good at it, um, <laughs> which mean, I was really glad Chumbara? to see. That that, yeah, it, that, when they said that, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. But it's just so weird because I just remember it was just like it was swords, and like there was like a whole like you remember like the like uh, gauntlet version of it where he's just like you're just running through like these hordes of enemies <laughs> and fighting them to try. It was cool. Um, but yeah, so so I watched the video for Nintendo Switch Sports, and one of the things that is weird about it is not, you're not getting all of the sports at once. Um, they're going to do content releases over, I think, twelve months, um, where they're going to add in like additional sports. So like, mm-hmm. golf is not shipping with the core game. Mm-hmm. Golf will be added, I think, like in the fall yeah, or something it, like that. That's what I said. Yeah, yeah, free update in the fall. Yeah. Yeah, so um, that's kind of interesting that they're doing it that way. Um, I think that becomes more interesting if year two is 
we're going to keep doing these things. And like, even if it means like they do, um, something like, uh, super smash brothers where it's like, you know, you buy that character, the season pass for characters, and then you keep getting these characters throughout. Like if they're like, you buy this year two season pass and you'll get these three new I mean, games. Can, can they do that? So looking at these games, let's figure out what's missing. Cause we've got, um, soccer, which it looks crazy. Because that's just gonna, that's going to use that that leg strap that came with the uh, ring fit. Ring fit, yeah. Adventure. Then we've got volleyball. That makes sense. Um, yeah, that would be cool. I don't think they had that in the. Nope, that's okay. new. Uh, then you got your um, old standbys. You got bowling and tennis. We know those work. I'll be yep. curious. Badminton might feel better than tennis. I feel I feel like that's probably why it's in there. Like they, I think badminton's going to be better than ping pong. Was. Okay. And okay. I can't remember which one ping pong. I, ping pong might have been in resort. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of the strategy stuff that you can do in badminton looks really cool. Um, and they got Chambara. And got then, Chambara. And then golf is, is on its way. I mean, you got to add. What was the other one that's coming later, too? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't thought know. there was two. I think you're right, but I'm looking at their site and it's not. Only golf is standing out right now. But I feel like baseball has to come back. Like at least the home Baseball run derby. Would be great. Um, and what else are they missing? They got sumo wrestling. Um, I mean, I like. I would like to see them incorporate the ring fit. Honestly, I don't know what that would do, but um, I would like those kind of combined. Yeah, oh. you could do like you could do like some kind of like track and field stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, since you do a lot of running in place and jumping and stuff like that in uh, ring fit. Um. So there's no archery. No. Oh, yeah. Um. So they could add that. Um. I'm trying to think what other there was like wasn't there like an airplane game in resort? There was something. Like there was. So that there's wakeboarding. Um, oh yeah, I hated those. I thought those were terrible. They call them said power cruising and canoeing and cycling. Oh yeah. Oh, sorry. Air sports, Cycling. parachuting, and piloting. Yeah, yeah. They weren't very good though, so mm. I don't know. I like the wakeboarding. That was a little. That was a little, you know, kind of just did some more balancing stuff. It's, apparently frisbee was in that. Frisbee could work, except you're gonna chuck that thing. Like it's <laughs> it's gonna. Oh, that was that was always the problem. Like Fris- you better really understand how you use your wrist straps, and hopefully you still know where those little black slidey connect slidey things are play some frisbee uh, golf how about that yeah I, I felt like they had that it i've it was it, you didn't go towards a goal you had to like land it on like a circle on the ground i think is how they did it um but yeah disc golf would be cool what are the like what's like a what's like an olympic sport like where's my winter sports like where's my curling i want to play i want to play curling just throw it in there you could make that work. You could totally make that work. I, I would play it so much. It would be so stupid. <laughs> um, yeah, I think baseball is a good one, too. Archery. Archery. I mean, could you do... They don't like turning that thing into a gun, Like, and there's not much motion with it, but just like a skeet shooting type thing or uh, the triathlon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I mean... Yeah. We don't need basketball. So, I'll throw that no. out there. Um, um, yeah, anyway. So, 
the other thing that they're changing with this game that is a big that's a big deal and something that my girls picked up on right away even though they were really really young when we had Wii Sports Resort um they're like I like the look of the characters a lot better. Mm. I like that they don't look like those weird uh big head they said they look like Funko Pops mm-hmm. uh characters that these characters have a lot more like they look more human like in their proportions and and uh, the second they saw that you can collect clothes and style your character in different ways, they were sure. just like, oh, sure. I'm all in. Um, so I think it's a smart move on their part. Um, yeah. So th- don't you wish that like they could work with somebody else that is better at extending the life of these things? Like keep the Nintendo yeah. quality up, but also, like you said, lean into the customization stuff and some tournaments and some some other meaningful uh ways to kind of keep you engaged with it um because that's yeah so they are adding online play this go around i have all of the fears in the world about how that's going to work more likely not work um i just i just don't think like you said i just don't think nintendo has the people infrastructure or know-how to really pull that off in a way that would be really fun and would get people, you know, maybe um, who are older to keep playing it and to want to get into, like, they're going to have ranks in each sport. And I think if you get to a certain rank, then you get to play against people who are also in this, like it like elevates you to a new tier called the pro tier. And then you start matchmaking with those people. Um, but I just know it's going to be broken as hell and uh, probably not that fun. And I think, you know, Nintendo still views their strong suit as owning the living room and, and couch co-op. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to be the best part of playing this game. Um, so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it'll, it'll, it'll do fine without our demands for sure. So, right. Uh, because yeah, everybody, um, everybody, seems excited about it like it's just one of those things that the hype kind of went right by me but that's just i don't know i i i got tired of bringing my wii places honestly yeah. and, and, and i think i'm still hanging on to that and and also i i got sports resort and kind of prepared myself to go again and it didn't really happen with it so yeah um yeah i've got too much baggage with it but i don't like I don't think that matters. I think this game will uh, probably show up at, at holiday events uh, this winter for us. Either way, so I am curious to see at what havoc this is going to wreck on Joy Cons. Just, just like yeah. the sheer force of things being thrown around. Like, I'm curious. I, like, not. I'm not talking about like literally letting go of one and throwing it to the wall because I know for a fact they won't take that. They're not built to take impact Mm. like and that was the funny thing about the like i feel like that was right around the time when re when resort came out because the nunchuck originally needed an add-on and like a little thing that plugged into the bottom of your wiimote Mm -hmm. um, before they incorporated it into the wiimote itself and that it came with that stupid rubber condom cover that well, it's like also, big, but it's also because it was doing the uh wiimote plus thing like it had another 
it had another edition. It had a rumble. No, that's right. That's what that was. That was for the, yeah, that was for the added motion sensor. That's right. But I'm pretty sure the Wii, I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure the Wii did not launch with nunchucks. I think those came after launch, which is why those game, those original games didn't, weren't built around it. Okay. Maybe I couldn't, I couldn't remember when I couldn't remember if that was like, it was like a Metroid prime. Yeah, maybe. maybe. I couldn't remember when that, that, came into being but yeah i feel like we sports the original was just the wiimote mm-hmm. like that's all you needed tennis bowling, I don't remember- golf something else <laughs> I don't know. baseball yeah you didn't need it it was just yeah. the yeah i remember I, I remember definitely getting that thing for punch out uh and having the nunchuck and and doing yeah um yeah anyway yeah, so we'll see. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. Hopefully, uh, nobody. Yeah, like Penguin said in chat, nobody loses broken televisions because Joy-Con inflicted damage. Now those things are lighter than Wiimotes, but also I'll be curious how it feels. Just how much better those things are at motion controls uh, than than the Wiimotes we played those games on originally. So it should feel real good. Um, yeah, and yeah, I'll try not to be a curmudgeon about it. Let's. Okay. Um, yeah, let's let's check in on your games of the week and uh, your little uh, um, can't stop, won't stop moment before the show. Yeah, um, just just rotten timing, I guess. But um, I ended up being uh, Yakuza Kiwami tonight, um, which was cool. Uh, I knew I was close because they tell you that you're on the final chapter, so that's a pretty good indication that you're getting close there. Um, but I didn't realize when I like went to this one place that I was going to be in for several back-to-back fights that would end up being the end of the game. Um, and then it puts you in unskippable credits, which I don't think I have ever seen in a game before. That's yeah. seems a little old school. And it, and it had a cinematic on the end that I wanted to see. Um, so yeah, I had to just let it run. And so I could get to you. It end up beating this on the steam deck or were you playing no i was on my computer um can never tell now i I can never i I mean you're on the steam list more now to the steam deck but can't can never ever tell which uh platform does it report that i'm playing a game though on discord i think that's the giveaway yes but but not if i'm on my steam deck oh i don't know yeah i don't think it does okay so i think if you see it in discord that means i'm on pc um I have I have mostly positive feelings about the game. It's just hard because it's an old game. Yeah. And yeah. I've played the iterations that have come as a result mm-hmm. of what these games did early on. And so it's just, you know, struggling so, with some of the, like, camera stuff is not great. Um, going into restaurants, you have to, like, go up to the building and then push a button and then it like does like a little loading thing to load into the restaurant. Whereas in like, um, the judgment series, you just go into the thing. It's just, you just walk in cause it's just all already done. Um, but so this was a remake of the original, um, because it definitely needed it. So is this the hardest one to play or what one will be the hardest one to play? Like, I think this is the hardest okay. one to play. Okay. Because zero was zero felt a lot better than this game. Did. But they made that that af- came later. Like yeah, but after it three takes or four, place right? Before, right? 
Yeah. It's starting That's to make confusing. sense to me. <laughs> but yes. Uh, but yes, Kiwami, I think, is probably, I hope, is going to be the hardest. Well, one I just wondered, too, because they, they remade a couple. It's so is it like four or five that they haven't re, like they haven't remade? I then think maybe? starting with three. I don't know if they. Re, I can't remember if they redid three or. I'm, it's like uh, a yeah. I'm curious if one of the remaster? ones in the middle might be actually harder to play. Yeah, but. I don't know. We'll see. Um, so um, now that you've played the original, like, can you can you see the magic? I guess of just like. I don't know you knowing what has happened with this franchise since this game. Yeah. Like, is it obvious like that they had something or. Oh, I think so. Okay. I mean, cause I think the, the things that are like the hallmark of the franchise are, are Still there. Pro- okay. So you've got the like random people who come up to you with like the ridiculous requests and like those only get more ridiculous. Like, you can you can see where they like started with things in this game and like knowing where they go and how insane they get like clearly people responded to that and loved it and were just like oh we're going to make these sub stories go just bonkers hmm. um in in the combat obviously is fun um there's some really dumb boss fights in this game like just there's like a couple of fights where it's two on one and you just feel like you have, you don't have the tools to, to manage that situation. So it's just like, you have to just start cheesing one of the bosses to get him down so that you can have a fair fight against the other sure. one. Um, Elden Ring tra- this- trained you for that though. You're fine. I feel like I could handle it better in Elden Ring than <laughs> some of these, like in some of these fights, I'm just like, man, just give me some way to deal with this. Um, there is a mechanic in this game. So in in the first game, you're you're following Kiru and then you're following uh, Majima, and you kind of like their two stories are kind of like weaving in around each other, and you're playing both of those characters in Zero. and And it was nice to play that game first to understand who Majima was when I got into Kiwami. But my goodness, his mechanic throughout this game is just so annoying. Like, it's just, it feels way too long. It's, it's, it's like, I don't know. It's got to be like 200 fights or something crazy. Like, it's just constant. And to the point where it's just like this character that I really liked in Zero, I just absolutely hate with a passion Mm. because of this game. Um, That was really frustrating and I didn't like that. Um, But yeah, I mean, besides that, you know, the story is, is, uh, the story is good. Um, it kind of doesn't, it's, they're weird. These games are weird. If you don't mainline the story and you end up doing a bunch of sub stories, when you do come back to the story, they'll be talking about characters. You're like, I don't, I don't remember who this is. (laughs) Like, I, I need you to like, kind of like, remember we were talking about this thing and like, oh yes, right. That. Okay. That's what we're doing now. Like, there was just a lot of times where I just like did not remember who we were talking about. I'm like, wait, who? Oh, oh, okay, sure, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, other than that, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a great game. Awesome. Uh, so now I am on to the second one. Okay. Uh, so we'll see. We'll is that see. Just Yakuza? I feel like that's gonna. Is that just Yakuza two, or is it? Is this a? Is it? Yakuza it's Yakuza Kiwami two. Okay. 
Okay. Yeah. So, and I'll be really curious um, to just see where that one's going to go because I I have no idea. I kind of had like some ideas of what who was going to be in this game, and I don't even know what <laughs> that game's going to be about. So, so that's the next one. Um, my shout outs. Uh, I thought I was out. Oh. But then I realized that um, I don't want to play any other games with John right now. So Mm -hmm. I forced him to buy Elden Ring so that I could play. And I rebought it on PlayStation. Um, Oh, that's what happened. I I read a Discord thread and couldn't put that together as far as. Yeah. So Coop and I both rebought it on PlayStation so that we could have something to play. I missed Coop buying it too. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yep. So uh, so we're going to see. He hasn't, I don't think he's played it yet. Okay. Um, but, you know, he really liked Jedi Fallen Order. Okay. So he, he, he has at least some <laughs> inkling of what it's like to get your ass handed to you over and over and over again. That's every game, but yeah, this is different. No, no, because that <laughs> end boss, he's beat the game. And I remember that end boss fight in Jedi Fallen Order, I mm. thought was pure garbage. Sure. Because it was just like, if you did not get it just so you would get murdered. And so I'm like, so you just have to do that all of the time. (laughs) That's just every fight. Um, But it was fun to jump back in there because I was just like the parts that I struggled with when I started playing the game, because I did not understand um, like timing and the mechanics. Like when I started the game, I couldn't even use R2 attacks and I didn't realize that I couldn't use them, but it was because for whatever reason with my PS4 DualShock controller, R2 wasn't even working. Oh. So when they told you these charge attacks, I was, I did not understand it at all. And then I finally asked Coop, I'm like, am I supposed to be like able to do this? And he was like, yeah, you should be able to just hold that down and like do like a really powerful attack. And so then I switched to my PS5 controller and then it worked. So I was just like, okay, that's funny. This is crazy. Uh, so going back to it and having all of the tools, it, it was just like stuff that was really hard for me in the, in the early parts of the game now or, or not, even though I'm still super weak, but mm. I just know, like I have better idea of timing and dodging and, and how to do the stupid counter attack, which I didn't learn how to do for several hours into that game. My first run through. So, uh, we'll see, we'll see how far that goes. Um, I remember Coop got credits in the game. So he's kind of just like wandering out in the yeah i get it the void right oh, i now. get it i get it <laughs> I, don't, I wonder if but, i know how to counterattack. i thought i did but i don't i don't really so use if my you're blocking anymore. yeah and somebody hits you while you're blocking you hit r2 he'll make that little ring and then you'll like counterattack them and it like if you do it on like grunny enemies it usually will break their poise so then they'll go down you can but get I'm, a crit on i'm them. blocking with l2 yeah, you're blocking with your shield. Yes. You got your shield out, yes. right? Yes. And they hit your shield. Yes. And, and they... you hit R2 right when they do that. Oh, no. And you'll counterattack. Nope. Oh, it's... Nope. It's going to change your life. I thought it was when they hit my shield, they kind of sometimes get stunned for a second and I have an opening. I thought that's what you meant as a counterattack, but no. Oh, no. You literally can... And it's, yeah. and it's not... L1. And sorry, it's... right. L1's to block. Yes. Because L2 yes. would be your... Yes. And that's yeah. what I thought Wait. it was at first was the kind of parry thing. The but, parry? No, yeah. yeah, no. So if you're holding block, they hit your shield, you hit R2 as soon as they do it, and you'll mm. counter it. Mm. It's great. Mm. It's great. It's going to change your life. I'm it's only, so good. I'm only 60 hours in. It's fine. Hey, <laughs> there's all kinds of stuff that I was people are telling me. I'm like, wait, what? That's okay. Let's, Whatever. Let's go to our second drop. 
um, Lego been in the news a bit in the video game world. I think they're just trying to figure out what's next for them with video games. Um, and, you know, they had a pretty big launch week. Uh, Lego Star Wars Sky- Skywalker Saga came out. Um, but they've also, in the last couple of weeks, talked a bit about partnering with Epic to try to bring Lego to the metaverse, which... You know, it's a buzzword, whatever. But I'm getting, I'm really bugged that like everything Epic's been doing with Fortnite creative mode and, you know, the events around Fortnite that they're leaning into the metaverse name. I mean, they have to because that's what other people are calling it, but they didn't start out calling it that way. I don't know. I just hate people misusing metaverse as, as, as this, you know, replacement for Second Life. Um, so anyway, Lego um, been getting cozy with Epic, and then they also, um, them and Sony dumped $2 billion into Epic this a week. A lot of money. A um, lot of money. Just as an investment in, into that side of things. Um, and I was just, I don't want to see Lego get lost in, in the, the Fortnite universe or... Um, but I, but also at the same time, if they're going to do that, it's probably one of the better partnerships that they can go after as far as somebody in that space rather than striking on their own. But like beyond these family friendly, fun as hell collectathons that are the Lego action video games, you know, Lego is poised to do more with, you know, they're kind of growing success. They're leaning into. You know, the collectors and the builders out there that are, grew up with Lego, and you know we, you know we want to drop way too much money on these giant um, <laughs> Lego structures that we're we're getting now. Um, so there is there is a different audience out there for them, and I'd love to see them figure out a way digitally to um, engage that those fans too, because because playing Lego Star Wars, my brain has to shut off to play that game. That's not a bad thing. But it does seem like there's more they could do with Lego, and I don't want to see it become Fortnite. But I don't, I don't know what else they could or should do. Um, and I was, I, I started thinking back when I think when Apple Arcade launched, there was that little Lego Builder story thing. Did you end up playing that at all? Yeah, I think I played a little bit of it, but it just didn't. Um it was it was too guided for me. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't feel. I, I feel this way about a lot of Lego stuff, digital stuff, and um, you know, it's probably the one thing that I would love to see them. Like I would love to see them. I mean, if they had to, just like rip off Fortnite or uh, not Fortnite. Sorry, rip off Minecraft. Like mm. yeah. just let people build stuff. Um, cause I feel like a lot of the things that I have experienced from them have been like, well, here's this blueprint and your person just kind of shoves blocks at it and it becomes this thing. I'm like, okay, but like, where's the, like making something completely new and, you know, like, like, where is that? Like, um, like, I don't even know what Roblox is, but I just right. assume that it's like this open-ended, like people are just creating all these, like things within the greater ecosystem and i feel like lego is like like they're primed for that like um gosh i didn't there think, was a game i didn't even think about sorry on the lego minecraft connection 
like, I don't know. I feel like Microsoft as a steward for Minecraft, there's actually probably more of a potential to actually cross that stuff over now than back when Lego was trying to directly compete with Minecraft. But it won't happen. Yeah. But it was just like, no, that's like, because I was trying to think of other, if they didn't partner with Epic, who would they partner with? And actually, yeah, I think I, I think I want that, that Minecraft world route then uh, rather than, um, yeah, these these action games. Sorry, I interrupted you. No, well, it just makes me think of um, Trailblazers, which was a game that I absolutely loved my time with because you could just make whatever crazy motorized contraption that you wanted to do by just like putting parts together and like you know if the if the metaverse is you know as far as Lego and Epic's vision of it is like you're getting blocks and you're just building out like your corner of this virtual world however you want you know that can be cool i think it will go horribly wrong yeah and you'll have to like figure out how to because like we all like it's it's very easy to think of a game that involves building things and think people are going to build these amazing structures and these amazing virtual landscapes and these amazing cities and like what you're gonna get is like a field of penises Mm -hmm. like like it's never going to be as utopian as you think it's going to be it's going to be or it's just going to be a bunch of people griefing somehow or or you know doing whatever they can do to to make sure that they can uh you know ruin people's time Mm -hmm. that's just like there's just people that that's what they want to spend their time on so um yeah it's like what i want i also feel like won't won't happen in that way because but i do think they're getting like when they lean into metaverse stuff that to me leans into people trying to have their own little digital identity in a world they care about. Um, and I feel like that's where they've gotten a little bit misplaced with, you know, all their minifigs and trying to have, it's fun to interact with minifigs that represent characters that, you know, I don't know if I need one for myself and for the world to be based around that. Like, it's almost like to me, another step would have been more along the lines of Disney infinity. Like, like they're poised and I know that I know the like toys to life stuff went out, went out of style, but like they're poised to, if I'm buying this stuff in real life, carrying some of that stuff over to a digital world makes sense. And if you do Disney infinity style crossovers where you can, you know, have Lego Batman in a Lego star Wars world and a Lego Mario world, like those kind of crossovers um, with, I don't know, not necessarily self-contained, but like pre-built things that where they can make it a safer place for kids to play, like can kind of control that content and it almost becomes a world where, you know, you almost build your own theme parks uh, that people can visit of the, of the combination of the stuff that you know, and then have some, you know, community areas where you can build, build stuff, but, but also be able to show off your collection and, and the ways you've customized that collection to, um, uh, I think it's something, uh, some, something in between Disney infinity and Minecraft and, but also keeping that, that space safe and not 
I don't know, some big concert scene, which is what I associate Fortnite with, of, of just these noise experiences <laughs> if that makes sense yeah. like um i want to see I mean, but fortnite does have that history of of you know bringing in spider-man sure and, um uh, did they ever have dc stuff in yeah they got fortnite? they had both of them i mean you can yeah yeah, Super, yeah. superman and, and spider-man can duke it out with the rock <laughs> Right. So they like they do have that history of sure. bringing in all of these different um you know properties and and just mixing it. I still think it's super weird that Spider-Man runs around with a machine gun. Sure. Like I just can't I can't reconcile that as being a thing. But, you know, if they like that could be a, an interesting direction. I just don't when I think metaverse, like I think the way that you said, like it is about you your identity, your piece of this virtual world. Mm-hmm. And so I think it will be much more like, you know, you, cre- you create who you are and then you like, maybe you get costumes. Maybe you can dress up as Spider-Man. Maybe you can dress up as a pirate. Who knows? Obviously they're going to look for any way possible to monetize the, sure. the crap out of this. Cause that's, that's the that's the thing about metaverse is they want you to they want the engagement which leads to more add-on sales because that's where they're gonna make all their money. Yeah, Legos um, are already good at that. <laughs> yeah, no, they're no stranger to that. Um, but yeah, I just hope that I hope that it's not just like like what would crush me is if it's just all of their sets that they sell are like only things that you can quote unquote build. Like there's mm. no there's no unique creation. Like even though I've never really uh, checked out um, what's the, what's the PlayStation create engine. It's not really dreams, game. dreams. Thank mm-hmm. you. But you know, something like dreams, uh, I sure. think it's, is interesting and, and you can have interesting things. And like, if you're going to at all lure me into buying into this metaverse, like you said, like, it's not going to be metas, which I hate calling them that, but it's their name. It's not going to be their garbage second life vision that they have where I hang out in a conference room mm-hmm. and have virtual meetings with people. Like I would rather put a nail in my eye. Like this sounds awful. Um, but I also don't want it to be like living in a Lego catalog Mm-hmm. And like, oh, you could have this friend Lego it, friends mansion and you just have to pay your digital Lego bucks and then it just appears and it's like, that sucks. That's I not mean, fun. It's not going to be owned by Lego either. Like Lego might, right. it'd be a piece of that, of the, the broader experience, which maybe that's what Epic's trying to do. Like, cause I think, I, I, I think they're savvy enough to understand like Fortnite's only going to get them so far. Like they're going to have something else up their sleeve, especially if you start to see Sony and Lego investing and, and other companies right. investing in this, there might be something um, behind all of this. And um, yeah, I just, um, I guess I want some different, I want some different Lego games in the meantime and don't yeah. want all the effort uh, towards um, Lego video games going just into this kind of metaverse uh, experience because um, I feel like, the Star Wars game is the culmination. It's the end of 
that phase of Lego games. Like it's the ultimate right. collection, I guess. Um, and they need to do something different. And it just, you know, they've, they've done a great job at evolving that brand and um, the, you know, making, making more sets for a wider age group. Um, so their products kind of grown in that regard. And I think uh, it's time for the video games to kind of evolve too. I just don't want them to kind of skip a step and then lose out on all this stuff. So let's uh, go to my games of the week. Um, I don't want to do this. I, I got a couple big stories, but I would say game of the week is a surprise for me in that I wrote this game off, but started playing it and really enjoyed it. Um, I got to write this down before I always forget his name before I talk about this, but uh, forgive me. Father is a uh, kind of a, a shooter that came out last week. It's got a, um, a striking art style, but it's basically a Lovecraft shooter, a Lovecraft shooter. Um, so that's that setting, the madness setting, uh, creepy, um, creepy tentacles everywhere. Um, but it, it plays like a old school Doom clone. It actually plays faster than I thought, but it still it, it does this weird thing of like the moments in between the action, the atmosphere is real f- Lovecraft thick. But then they they when the action picks up, like it, it kind of seems like it's paying attention to um, um, how many enemies I'm shooting in a row before the, the music will kick in. And it wants to be like doom music. <laughs> mm. um, and it kind of works for me because it's just like back and forth between the the kind of arcade shooter and then also explore the creepy world. Don't go crazy. Um and I'm not saying it's great, but it, it's got more to it than I thought. I just, I watched some trailers of it and I was just like, I'm not in the mood for another retro shooter. And sure, this looks cool, but I've played enough of these in the last five years that like none of this stuff sticks. But this one actually feels pretty good because even out of the gate, the, the pistol felt good for headshots and I had to kind of keep track of ammo until I uh, got my shotgun and started blowing the crap out of three or four enemies at, at a time. And then I upgraded that shotgun and added tentacles to it. And I'm just like, okay, what's this game? What what else is going on with this game? So, um, yeah, it, um, it was a nice, nice little surprise of a, a thing I thought I would write off. So, um, and that is forgive me father. And then last week, uh, on Friday, my Xbox series X showed up. Oh, congrats. Thanks. They started showing up in stores again. Uh, so it's been the most muted new console purchase I've had. I mean, I compare it to, it's real similar to when I bought a PS3 kind of mid-life cycle of that console generation. Where, like, I got it because it had come down in price or I found a sale and we wanted a Blu-ray player and at that point, I wanted to play Uncharted and a couple other games that I heard were kind of okay. Um, but it were like there was no rush to play anything when I set this up. But I was also I was excited uh, because uh, Microsoft announced that they're bringing Game Pass to family plans. Um, soon. Oh yeah! So this, it just became a no brainer for like no, I need this in my living room just as a Game Pass machine so we have stuff to play when we're just kind of chilling out on the couch. So it's kind of a, even if I don't play right now, I want to have it in the house. So I mean, I, I installed uh, a handful of games. I played some snowboarding game called shredders, which looked real pretty, but didn't hook me. But the funniest thing is 
the game that has gotten the most playing time so far on <laughs> the Xbox is Plants vs. Zombies. Uh, what? My fiance had never played Plants vs. Zombies, and I was doing other things on the computer next to uh, next to the couch, and uh, I was like, "Here, try try this thing," because I was going through my old XBLA library and figuring out like how much of my old stuff really does work on this thing, and so that that became the the set of games I was installing, um, because on her account she can't access my Game Pass games yet, which mm. which I think is a I think I can figure that out, but. Um, so we were going through my old library and yeah, of course, if you haven't played Plants vs. Zombies and uh, you like those styles of games, you're going to play that for a bit. So yeah, she played that for, for a while. So nice. Um, yeah, I'll keep a, keep an eye on that. The one thing I called it out in our hardware channel, I cannot believe 2022 that they made a controller that is not rechargeable. I When you said that, like I, for like a really long time, I was like, so is it a wired control? And then I was like, oh my gosh, they expect you to throw some batteries? They give like, you batteries, but yes. That's insane. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like, PlayStation does not do that. Nintendo right. does not do that. Nintendo would I cannot low. believe they're not shipping these controllers with just lithium chargeable batteries. I don't. That's crazy. Or like have some tiers to the controllers like now I, I haven't looked it up yet i'm assuming the elite is at least rechargeable um i hope so but then like then you can find their rechargeable packs they have some on on the microsoft store but they like don't i don't know they're not well promoted and they only come in one color it's black or the ones i found i've only found black ones and all the backs to my controllers are white and like you need to know how customizable all the controllers are for xbox and it's just like this isn't this isn't adding up. Uh, so that was uh, that was a shocker as far as many. That's, I, don't, I think I was that's talking about nuts. like, you know, I was ta- we were talking when we were talking about um, subscriptions on PlayStation and just like, no, the platforms have advanced to the point where this stuff is bare minimum expected. I, yeah. didn't, I didn't realize this was a, a thing that kind of got shoved under the rug a bit as far as um, basic features for the Xbox Series X. But anyway. And just to be clear, you got a Series X. Mm-hmm. Like, you got the mm-hmm. highest-end Xbox console you can buy. Mm-hmm. I don't understand that. That does not make any I sense. I mean, then give me a $70 controller that can recharge. <sighs> yeah. Anyway. So, uh, I'll report in when we get some more playtime on that. But setup went well. Did everything from my phone. It was super... Yeah, all that stuff was super snappy. Um, play more Elden Ring. What am I? 60 hours in level. Wait, no, 58 hours in level 60. I hit level 60. Um, okay. And yeah, just still just like still want just wandering around into cool boss fights that I'm st- like, I'm not hitting any walls. I, uh, um, I'm hitting some, some challenges, but like, I still, I've got a, I've got good momentum when I'm playing. I'm ex- exploring underground a lot more. Um, and, um, yeah, I found some cool, cool areas. It's just, uh, Every time I think I'm in between sessions, I think it was like, okay, was do I need to keep putting more time in this? Am I going to finish it? And I was like, but I I love playing it, so um, yeah, sit and stop there. So um, started Lego Star Wars. Um, what I liked about starting that is since it's got all nine episodes in it, it basically when you start a new game, it lets you choose which trilogy you want to start. So you'll start with the first of each trilogy. So. 
Um, I was worried I was going to have to play the prequels first. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. so. Um, but yeah, looking pl- forward to playing that co-op with uh, you know, my fiance. It's still the the UI in that game sucks though. It is so hard to follow what's going on, but it also doesn't matter. Um, and then uh, it sh- seems maybe that's a game that I like. I was watching the review for that game, and they're like. Uh, in the review they're talking about all the things that you can collect mm-hmm. and like i just felt like dread like mm-hmm. as i'm just watching the review and i'm like i'm not i won't touch this thing because i cannot i can't handle that because then it's just like having to have a point where i can cut myself off because i just know i don't have the like patience to get through collecting all of the things, but it's a game about collecting things. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, mm, I, I'll just, I guess I'll just rewatch the movies or I something. Mean, I, I went, I went down a deep hole with the first Lego star Wars of just trying to get all the, all the figures and it was fun, but luckily didn't the Avengers game didn't grab me in that way. But, um, I have a feeling, um, forgot about that game. Yeah. I have a feeling it'll, uh, it'll, be real easy for us to play on the couch so that's why i got it um and then shout out to patrick's parabox which is kind of uh been hanging around the top of steam for a bit as far as just real cool indie puzzle game it's got, <laughs> it's just had a couple mind-blowing uh, puzzle moments it reminds me a lot of that uh baba is you puzzle game that was real clever oh, yeah. just kind of moving moving stuff around this one. You're just moving boxes around, but you're also moving boxes into boxes, into boxes and out of boxes to to like get them in the right place. And, um, as much programming as I've done in my life, I think I finally understand recursive functions because of this game. Oh, really? So, uh, that was a, that was a mind fuck. Uh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. They will mess with your head. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if that if that hits the right price point for you, I highly recommend checking out Patrick's Parabox. Okay. That's it for the games. And that takes us to the hype train. Let's uh take a look at some new releases. I mean, I had to pull I had to pull some something out, Ryan. So we've got uh 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim is out for Switch. Uh that okay. was couple years ago uh an errant favorite but kind of a um kind of an interactive novel more so than a video game to me but yeah but good those those work well on switch um nobody saves the world which came out on xbox and pc earlier in the year and i've been having fun with that this year is out for the playstations and switch uh curious how that plays on the switch but if it plays well that'll work and then uh, the next simulator for you car detailing simulator I wish list this one. Did you? <laughs> yeah, for two reasons. One, I think they they get the detailing part done really well, where you're kind of like they like color it like it's like tinted red, so you like you know like you've gotten all the spots, which is something that I love. Um, but also, I saw that they had uh, Ammo NYC logos in the background, which I thought was really cool. If you've never heard of Ammo NYC, it's a YouTube channel that started off that's about detailing okay. cars, but they also run a company that that does it professionally, and like they're detailing like really nice cars. But the YouTube channel is a lot about restoring cars that have been sitting in barns for like two decades, and they'll bring them back, and they just look super cool. Um, I have some of their product in my garage that I use on my car because it's really nice stuff. Um, so I just saw that and I was like, that's really cool. 
and I really like these kind of simulators. So I wish list it. I think it comes out later this week. So I'll, I'll report back. I'll be curious how, how that stacks up in the world of simulators. What are you hyped for? Uh, I am hyped for Nintendo Switch Sports. Um, it's not coming out till the end of the month, okay. but uh, I think that'll be a good time. Um, hopefully tomorrow I will be playing tomorrow. Tomorrow, if you're watching this live on twitch.tv slash horrible night, uh, current day, if you're listening to the podcast, um, playing some Elden Ring on PlayStation, uh, it runs great on the PlayStation yes, it 5. Does. Yes, it does. Um, yes, it which does. is, which is nice. Um, I mean, it runs great on my PC too. Don't get me wrong, but I'm glad to see that it's, there's not like some like cliff that it drops off of mm-hmm. or anything like that. Uh, and then I will it's kind of funny so i'm gonna have to uninstall kiwami on both my pc and my steam deck and then i'm gonna have to install it on both of those so that i can jump back and forth to uh play that okay why can't what do you have to uninstall kiwami on your pc because i'm done with it okay okay i'm not gonna go, not gonna go back to it okay. so uh i'm just saying like i wish there was a way to just like say I want it on both of these things. Like that's one thing that I really feel oh, like okay. the Steam Deck is missing. Like even with my PlayStation, when I like bought Elden Ring, I actually bought it on in the browser and then just told it to install it to my PlayStation Five, and it did. And so when I opened my PlayStation Five up, it was just there. Oh and sure, done. yeah, I'd... and I didn't have to do anything. Um, I would love to get some kind of like being able to manage my Steam Deck from Steam on my PC relationship, but there is none. It's just another computer. They use Steam, and you have to manage it as such. So, but yeah, I'll do that and play it. Very cool. What about you? Um, I've got a couple 1.0s coming out at the end of the month that I've played for a while now. Um, first one is Dorf Romantic, which has, well, <laughs> it will make my top ten. <laughs> it will make my games of the year list for sure, uh, just based on what I know from the early access. But they're they're adding another game mode for 1.0. So it's been like a year since I've played it. So really excited about that chill. Basically, if you want to just place Catan tiles for the for all time and build roads and forests and super chill. Uh, I'm I'm I would I would guess my fiance has over a hundred hours into that game. Uh, wow. And then Rogue Legacy Two is out for 1.0. I played that super early in its early access release, and I'm really curious to see what it has evolved into and what they've learned there, because I, Rogue Legacy is the OG roguelike for me. Um, and then I'll definitely play some more Elden Ring, and yeah, I already played some Forgive Me Father, so that'll be kind of the, that'll be my PC game with Elden Ring on PS5 in the meantime. Think that's going to do it for the night force this week. Thanks, Penguin, for hanging out with us live, and hope you all enjoy the show. And we will return next week. Bye. <laughs>